Hello and welcome to another episode of the Work Less, Live More podcast with me, Tamu Thomas, founder of the Live360 brand. Today, I am recording this episode on the Voice Notes app of my phone because if I wait to set up my computer and microphone, I won't get round to doing it because I've got so many other things on. So you're getting this hot rough and uncut. Well, most of the time my stuff is uncut because who has time? Um, And I don't have an editor, but that's another matter for another day. Um, So yes, so I am here because I wanted to share this with you because I was sitting down at my window, looking at the trees as I do and thinking about my thoughts. And I was reflecting on deep inner work. So um, deep inner work where we look at our inner machinations or machinations, however you say that word, where we look at the root of the things that shape our patterns, which govern who we are. A really valuable piece of work to do. Some people refer it to shadow work. Um, It's really looking at the things we tend to bury and shy away from because maybe they're painful or they're disruptive. We don't know what to do with them. They're the things that we shy away from because perhaps they point to parts of our character, our personality, the way we operate that we don't really appreciate. Um, It can be associated with all sorts of memories. Um, And that work is really wonderful as much as it is painful, it's very freeing, it's very liberating, because it helps you understand what comes together to create who you are. And like all things, deep work needs harmony. I don't talk about balance, because I think balance is a bit of a ruse. It's very difficult to have balance. I don't think there's anything in nature that's balanced. But deep work can be very alluring, You can be learning stuff about your trauma. You can be learning stuff about your unmet needs. You can be uncovering information about your past. And you get into a situation where it's a bit like analysis paralysis. You're stuck in consuming and learning and picking at wounds and not giving them the opportunity to heal. And then that work becomes like an affirmation of everything that is quote unquote wrong with you caveat, there's nothing wrong with you. We've got adaptations that become maladaptive, protective patterns that we've used to cope. But when we focus on those too much, we get addicted to that cycle and it no longer becomes helpful. We start to organise ourselves around the identity of what's wrong, the identity of what's happened in the past that's shaping our present. So we end up squashing the present because we're so focused on the past and using the past to calculate what's going to happen in the future. So we shove a whole load of anxiety to the future. We do not give the present an opportunity to serve us in the way it can. And I can't remember it off the top of my head um, and I'm going to butcher it. But there's a quote by Peter Levine Um, who I refer to as like the the Jay-Z of the somatic world, where he says, um, the past doesn't matter when you're healing the present. Something like that. Do you know what? Bear with me one moment. I'm going to pause this and I'm going to find the quote so that I can read it properly. So the quote is, 
The past doesn't matter when we learn how to be present. Every moment becomes new and creative. We have only to heal our present symptoms and proceed. A healing moment ripples forward and back, out and about. So when we learn to be present, bringing ourselves into the here and now, we can look at healing what is arising in the here and now without having to go back and doing all of this archaeological work to try and get to the root, which is often a ruse. Sometimes the deep work is resistance. It's a protective pattern preventing you from moving forward because you have a false sense of security that um, from over-control with dissecting and analysing everything from the past. You put yourself in a situation where um, unconscious, subconscious perfectionism arises, where you start to begin, I need to understand the root of every single thing and heal it before I can make progress, before I can move forward, before I can create the life I want to create, before I can create the business I want to create. And for values-led leaders where things like integrity are very strong for them, integrity can get really jumbled up with perfectionism where you can hold yourself to an impossible standard of believing you need to heal everything before you go out and do the work you do because you tell yourself if you still have childhood wounds, for example, that are not addressed, you don't have the right to work with people to help support them address their childhood wounds when that's not the case at all. As long as you're not projecting your childhood wounds onto the people you're working with and into the work, you can absolutely do that work. A very lovely client of mine said in working with me, she realised she doesn't have to be healed to be whole. You are a whole ass person. You don't need to be healed first. You need to be mindful of what's going on and working at healing it in the present as it arises. Um, I'm not even going to go into that now because I'm going to go to a whole nother direction and I want to keep this uh, brief. So when we um, spend so much time on that deep inner work, like really rolling around in our shit, it's not helpful. I have a phrase that I like to throw around where I say shit is fertilizer. Shit is potent fertilizer. But it is not potent fertilizer if you roll around in it for too long. You just end up stinking of shit. Shit is fertilizer when you work with it to actually fertilize, to nourish so that you can grow through it. If you're not growing through the deep work, if you're just revolving round and round in a repetitive circle, what you're actually doing is reenacting whatever the root of that wound is. You're reenacting your past in the present in an attempt to try and heal the past by inflicting it on yourself over and over again. And that doesn't work. Some of us have, for example, um, wounds that are based on our parents, caregivers, teachers, the people that were responsible for supporting, guiding and shaping us in our early childhood. Um, Sometimes we have wounds because those people weren't able to validate us the way we needed to be validated. So we reenact that wound by not validating ourselves. We um, 
live in shame spirals. We hold ourselves up to impossible standards so that we can't meet those standards, so that we can't validate ourselves. We uh, can operate in cycles where we don't acknowledge the work we've done. We're so future focused, goal focused, that we don't appreciate and take time to acknowledge what we've done, which is hugely motivational, nourishing, supportive, and all those sorts of things. We can also reenact the um, lack of um, validation by making sure that we set ourselves up to fail. So we don't set up the systems and processes we need to support us because we tell ourselves things like um, my intuition needs to lead. Um, I'm very creative. My brain doesn't work in that way. I'm a very creative, non-linear, intuitive thinker. And what I know is that when I look at those patterns of intuition, of creativity, I can create a system that supports that so that even when I'm in the times when creativity and intuition aren't there, I can still do the things I need to do when I don't feel like doing it because there's a process that I follow. No, it might not be my create my most creative work. It might not be my most intuitive work, but it validates me because it tells me I show up for myself even when I don't feel like it. It validates me because I'm showing myself and who I want to be respect. That doesn't mean that I'm talking about toxic productivity and pushing through and going hard or going home because I don't believe in all of that shit. My goal in life is to be a well-rested woman. That's what I'm ambitious about uh, because being a well-rested woman is going to help me enjoy my life to the max. Um, So um, it's really important that you start to give yourself the opportunity to heal from the wounds rather than reveling in them and reenacting them on yourself by constantly being in that deep work. I refer to deep work like being a deep sea diver. You dive down deep into the sea, you rummage around on the seabed, you find what you need to find and you bring it up to the surface, you hold it up to the light so that you can do something about it. If you stay down in the bottom of the seabed, you're going to die because we're not equipped to deal with that. It's a metaphor. You know what I'm saying. And because we have an inbuilt negativity bias, looking at what looking at what's wrong, a wonderful organization I've done some training with called Organic Intelligence, talk about the what's wrong attention. Our negativity bias makes us overly look at what's wrong And it's a very sophisticated radar for the negative because this is what helps us to survive. Our evolutionary experience tells us that it's better to be scared so that we don't take unnecessary risks because not taking unnecessary risks is more likely to guarantee us surviving. So, you know, the poor um, saber-toothed tiger always gets this, but... Way, way back, if we heard a ruffle in the bushes, it's mu- it was much better for us to think it was a saber-toothed tiger and not go there than for us to think it was a lovely bunny rabbit that wanted us to pet it. Because if it wasn't a bunny rabbit and it was a saber-toothed tiger, we would die. So our body, our biology, which includes our brain, is built for us to survive. Like we don't have to thrive to live. We just need to survive. 
So when you want to make changes, when you want to do things that enable you to grow, when you're not used to doing it, because it is um, uncertainty, because your uh, biology deems that as an unnecessary risk, all sorts of things will happen to help shut that down. For example, the moment you feel resistance, uncertainty, fear, automatically thinking you need to dive down and do some deep work, because invariably these things do have a deep root, but we don't have to go down there. Sometimes we need to work on building a positivity bias. And I'm not talking about toxic positivity, good vibes only, and all of that stuff. I'm talking about widening your window of tolerance, engaging in work that's going to help you build your um, Irene Lyon, a wonderful somatic practitioner, refers to it as your somatic capacity. Building your somatic capacity, not so that you can have more tolerance for the good, even though that's very handy, what we're looking at is building your tolerance for uncertainty and remembering that you are resilient. So if things do go wrong, it is not a um, it is not a forecast. It is not a judgment of your character as a whole. It's referring to a situation that happened and growing that somatic capacity, widening that window of tolerance means that you have more space to be able to reflect on that and for that to become a learning experience. So I'm saying all of that to say, when you are embarking on something new, when you want to grow your business, when you want to do something that expands your comfort zone, so you're really at your edges or you're outside of your comfort zone so that you can expand it and grow it. You know, I don't think we should be living outside our comfort zone, but sometimes we need to step out so that we can um, expand our zone of comfort so that we're not in the middle wanting everything to fit into um, what makes things easy for us. When you do that, you build your capacity, you build your resilience, and you also build your capacity for pleasure, for receiving, for abundance. You let go of the need for over-control because you start to realise you cannot control and expand simultaneously. You need to have some flexibility in your system, some fluidity to be able to grow and expand. So this is a message for people, you know, I'm really curious about the way we work and um, I'm especially curious about entrepreneurs because I think entrepreneurialism really brings out those unmet needs and the stuff from childhood that often can get masked in an employment situation because you have support and you have structure and you have different rules you follow. I'm really curious about that. And I see on so many occasions the way this notion of having to do deep inner work can prevent really talented, knowledgeable, skilled entrepreneurs from being able to make the progress and move forward in they want in the way they want to. Um, yeah, so that's that on that. If you have any comments, any observations that you would like to share, please pop them in the comments of wherever it is you are listening to this download. And if there's anything pop- that pops up, that you would like more clarity on, more information on. I can't guarantee I'll have the answers, but I would be happy to create some content around that for your listening, even for your listening pleasure. Okay, my dears, take wonderful care. Goodbye.